Welcome to the Gregory Diggout Podcast. Well, I believe your best days are your next days, and I want to encourage you today. You're going to see brighter days. You're going to see a brighter day. We're going to see a brighter day. No matter what 2020 was like, we're going to see a brighter day. You're going to see a brighter day today. You're going to see a brighter day tomorrow. You're going to see a brighter day next year. You're going to see a brighter day each and every day. Proverbs chapter four, verse 18 says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It gets brighter and brighter until the full day. It gets brighter and brighter. You see, God's way is to increase us. God's way is that things get better and better. Don't expect things to get worse and worse. Expect things to get better and better. They might have been bad. 2020 might have knocked you down, but and, and maybe you failed in 2020 or something failed you in 2020, but you failed forward and you're going forward and things are getting better. You don't fall backward. You don't fail backward. You fall forward. You fail forward. If you're going to fail, you might as well fail forward and trust God that he is going to do what the word of God says. He's going to make your day, your life. He's going to make your family. He's going to make your situation brighter and brighter until the day of his return. The full day is when Jesus comes back. And so God is going to make your path like the light of dawn. It gets brighter and brighter. First, the sun comes up and then it comes up more and you see it gets a little brighter with every passing moment. And it just keeps getting brighter and brighter until the full day. And I want to encourage you, we're not going back to a darker day. We're going forward to a brighter day. We're not going back to a day of darkness and heaviness and burdens. We're going to a day of the lightness, the yokes that are easy. Jesus burden that is light His life that gets brighter and brighter with God. Things get better and better. Jesus always makes things better. He always takes something in whatever conditions it's in. He always makes it better. Are you hungry? He feeds you. Are you sick? He heals you. Are you lonely? He it com he he comforts you and he's your companion. Are you broken? He restores you. That's our Jesus. That's our savior. And listen, last month. As we get as we expect brighter and brighter days today, I want to remind you last month I shared five reasons to be confident, five reasons to be optimistic, five reasons to obliterate negativity from your life to obliterate fear from your life, to obliterate uncertainty from your life. And we really drilled down on the fourth one for several weeks about the goodness of God or about how God takes all things that God's doing something bigger than what you see, causes all things to work together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose, which is you and me. And every child of God on this earth. He's causing all things to work together for our good, for your good. But then we talked about this fifth one, and I want to spend some time on this fifth reason and drill down deeper. This fifth reason to really be confident and to really be optimistic and to really be expecting. And that is that breakthroughs and the light of revival are always on the other side of darkness. Breakthroughs and the light of revival are always on the other side of darkness. Do you need to break through today? is something dark and it needs to get some light. Today's your day. You need a miracle today. You need a breakthrough. You've had a breakdown. Who's ready for their breakthrough? You've broken apart, but who's ready for your breakthrough? You're going to have it. 
breakthroughs and the light of revival. God reviving your heart, reviving your faith, reviving your business, reviving your health, reviving your family, reviving your relationships, reviving your emotions, reviving your mind, reviving our city, our nation, our world, our community. Man, I'm ready for that. And guess what? Breakthroughs and the light of revival are always on the other side of darkness. Look at Genesis chapter one and look at what it says in verse two. It says the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. No, you know, no matter how dark it is, it says here, darkness was over the surface of the deep. Darkness covered the earth. But the spirit of God was moving on the surface of the waters, no matter how dark your moment is, no matter how dark your situation is, no matter how dire or dead it looks. The spirit of God is always moving wherever there's darkness. The spirit of God is always moving. Because breakthroughs and revival are always on the other side of darkness with God, breakthrough and the light of revival is on the other side of whatever darkness that you're facing. And what happened when there was darkness over everything, darkness over 2020, darkness over our nation, darkness over our world, darkness over whatever's happening in your life. Spirit of God's moving and what moves him from just moving over the waters to moving in the waters to from moving over your life to moving in your life. It says the next verse, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. You see. There's always breakthrough and there's always light on the other side of darkness with God. There's always a breakthrough coming and it's coming to you. And I want to show you how it works in the because in the darkest, darkest times, God presents his most stunning performances in the darkest times. God presents his most stunning performances. You think about when it's dark. That's when we dream better. Think about when it's dark. That's when you can see the stars. Think about when it's dark. That's when you can see the glory of God, because it's even says in Isaiah 60, verse two, for behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness, the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. Oh, get ready for the glory. Somebody say I'm getting ready for the glory. Somebody say I'm getting ready for the glory. Look at what it says. Nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift your eyes round about. I'm telling you, folks, it's coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Light is coming. It's been dark. Light is coming. It's been heavy. Light is coming. It's been hard. Light is coming. It's coming to you. Most people I talk to tell me they need a breakthrough in their life, at least one area of their life. They need a breakthrough, if not many areas of their life. Well, I got great news for you. Jesus shows us how to receive our miracle, our miracle breakthrough. Turn with me to John chapter 11, verse one, and let me take you through this miracle breakthrough chapter. John chapter 11, verse one. Now notice what he says. He says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. So 
This is the darkness that Lazarus is facing. This is the darkness that his family is facing, too. Boy, when one family member is sick, everybody suffers, everybody struggles, everybody um, endures that and goes through the that sickness with the loved one that they have. It says a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany. There's darkness in his life. There's darkness in his family's life. And it was the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. And it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So now we're talking about this family. There was darkness in, the, in Lazarus life. So there's dark, there's darkness in Mary and Martha and Lazarus's life. So the sisters sent word to the Lord, Lord, behold, watch this now. They send word to the Lord, Lord, behold. He whom you love is sick. Now, this is the first secret to the breakthrough that they need in their life. And they actually are the ones who activate this light, this miracle, this breakthrough when they say, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. They didn't talk about their love for Lazarus because that doesn't get them healed. They didn't talk about their love for Jesus. They didn't even talk about Lazarus's love. Imagine they could have said and you some of you have heard me share this before, but just to remind you that they could have said, Lord, he loved you. You got to do this for him because he loved you. The one who loved you is sick. No, they say, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. The one whom you love. This is Christianity. This is the gospel. This is where your breakthrough begins. It begins in a revelation of the love that God has for you, not our love for him, but his love for us. It's not if we love him more, he'll heal him. If we love him more, he'll heal us. If we love him more, uh, he'll do this miracle. If we love him more, we'll get our breakthrough. No, it's they understood it wasn't about their love for him. It was about his love for them. Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. You have to do something for this boy, Lord, because that's your loved one. He might be our loved one, but he's your loved one and you love him and you, we know you love him and we're not and the devil can't deceive us and get trick us into thinking that you don't love him. And no matter what he did to get sick and no matter what's going on in his life and no matter what's going on in our lives, that has nothing to do with whether you're going to experience a breakthrough and a miracle. It's all about the love. It's all about the love. What a way to close out this year and take us boom into the new year uh, is the love of God. We start with love. We end with love. Jesus is the beginning and the end. God is the author and finisher. He's first and last. He is love. So love is first. Love is last. Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Notice Mary and Martha. They're not focused on how much Lazarus loved Jesus. Don't let the devil beat you up about that. Well, if you love God more, if you love God more, if you love God more, maybe you'd get your breakthrough. No breakthrough comes when you realize his love broke through to you. It's his love for you. Well, I'm, I know that as, as I've been saying many times during this unprecedented season that I might sound like a broken record when, when it comes to the love of God and the goodness of God. But that's OK. It's a good place for the record to skip right there. It's a good place to keep repeating it and hearing it over and over again. Behold, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. Do something about it, God. And Jesus heard this and he said in verse four, this sickness is not unto death. Now we'll come back to that. 
This sickness does not end in death. This sickness is not going to end in death. It doesn't matter how this year began. This year is not going to end in darkness. It's going to end in light and it's going to take us into the new year with light. He said this sickness does not end in death. It may include death. Well, that's an interesting and powerful thought. He said this sickness doesn't end in death. It may include death. This sickness might this sickness will not end in darkness. It may include some darkness, but it just doesn't end there. It doesn't matter how it began. What matters is how it ends. And it's not going to end in death, but it's going to end in the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified by it. The only way for sickness. To glorify Jesus is when it doesn't end in death. Your darkness isn't going to end. You're not going to your life isn't going to end in darkness. This year isn't going to end in darkness. Now. The breakthrough in the miracle. Starts with your absolute assurance of his love for you. God so loved the world that he gave Malachi one two in the New Living Translation. I have always loved you. I have always loved you. I have always loved you, Lord. Even when I failed, I've always loved you before I was born. I've always loved you when I broke down. I've always loved you. What about when I was really rebelling against you? But I've always loved you. What about when I kind of gave you the finger? God kind of cussed you out. God, I've always loved you. What about in my darkness? I've always loved you. What about in my bad times? I've always loved you. What about in my rebellious times? I've always loved you. What about when I really deliberately turned on you and turned on some other people? I've always loved you. What about when I failed, Lord? I've always loved you. What about when I haven't loved you back? I've always loved you. I've always loved you. Say that he's always loved me. He's always loved me. He's always loved me. I know it's so simple, but it's the truth. So often we feel like we have to love God more, but that's not how God operates. Your breakthrough is because of his love. He will do it because he loves you. So Jeremiah 31, verse two through six in the message Bible. This is the way God put it. They found grace in the desert, in the wilderness. These people who survived the killing out looking for a place to rest. They met God out looking for them. He's always looking for us. Not anymore because he found us, right? <laughs> he found you. But it says God told them. I've never quit loving you and never will. I've never quit loving you and never will expect love, love and more love. You know what I'm expecting to close out this year? Love, love. You know what else? More love. You know what I'm expecting for the new year for you and for me, for you and for me? Love, love. And you know what else? More love, <laughs> more love, more love. Go back to for a moment, a moment to John 11, verse four. So when he heard this, Jesus said this sickness doesn't end in death. No, I want to encourage you, gang. It doesn't matter how it's going. What matters is how it ends. It doesn't matter how it's going. What matters is how it ends. 
and it's going to end in God's glory. It's going to end at his throne, from his throne and for his throne. It's going to end in a turnaround. It's going to end with light. It's going to end with healing. It's going to end with breakthrough. It's going to end with miracles. It doesn't matter how it's going. What matters is how it will end. Your story doesn't end there. Your story doesn't end in darkness. Your story doesn't end in death. Your story doesn't end in sickness. Your story doesn't end broken. There's another chapter. And it starts today. John 11, verse five. Look at this. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now, this has always been a interesting scripture to me lately, especially this last year, because I just kind of tossed this verse around and thought about it many times. And I noticed something here. Jesus loved who Martha and her sister and Lazarus, Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now, listen, how many people does he love here in this in this equation? Three, right? And what does three do? If it just said now Jesus loved Martha, that wouldn't guarantee you anything. If it just said Jesus loved Lazarus, that wouldn't guarantee anything. And let me tell you even this, if it just said Jesus loved Martha and her sister, that wouldn't guarantee you anything either. But I want you to see something. You see. Um, two of anything is a coincidence. But three is a pattern. Two is a coincidence, but three is a pattern. I can prove it to you, right? If you if I say finish this equation, five, ten. And what's the finish? It could be 15, but it could be 20 or it could be five, ten back to five. Like it could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things. It could be five, ten, ten, five. In other words, two items don't create the pattern, but three do. Because if you say if I say fill in the blank, five, ten, fifteen, there's only one answer. Five, ten, fifteen, five, ten, fifteen. There's only one answer. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. What's my point? My point. Well, like, think about it in this way, in a, in a kind of silly way. If you move into a house and. That house burns down, that's a tragedy. You move into the next house, the second house, and that burns down. That's a coincidence, strange coincidence. But you move into the third house and that house burns down. We got to break that curse off of you. <laughs> Get my point. Three is a pattern. Three is a pattern. So what I'm trying to illustrate here for you is that Jesus is creating a pattern. Jesus loved Martha, loved his sister, loved Lazarus. And therefore, whatever comes, therefore, it will continue to perpetuate. Three is a pattern, which means the next person mentioned in this sentence also is going to be loved. And the person after that is going to be loved. There's a pattern. Now, Jesus loved Martha 
and her sister and Lazarus and Mary and Susie and Billy Bob and uh, Ethel, all of y'all and me. Jesus is a pattern here. He loved Martha. He loved her sister. He loved Lazarus. Hallelujah. That means he loves me, even though I know he loves me without this verse. But this verse shows this incredible pattern that is undeniable and guarantees you that you can be in the same category of God doing a miracle and a breakthrough in your life, light filling your life of darkness and driving that darkness out because that's what light does. It casts out darkness just as love casts out fear. Amen. Wow, the love here. You know, if we keep going here, the first thing is being convinced of his great love for us. But John 11, verse six is when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then we know that Lazarus died. But something I've learned in my own life. Even this year, really more than ever, is that God's timing is always perfect. And it's never too late for God. No matter how bad the situation is, it's never too late for God. No matter how bad your situation is, it's never too late for you with God. It's never too late. Jesus heard that he was sick. This is one of the ones he loves. He waits two days. Why didn't he hurry up? Because Jesus is not in a hurry to do anything, because Jesus is never led by hurried emotions and deadlines that we create for him and ideas that we have on how it should be done. No, I've learned the greatest thing we can do is the trusting and leave the timing to him. And you'll never be disappointed. You know, there's so much I want to say about this chapter, but for time's sake, I want to move forward. But I mentioned one more thing about how much Jesus loved this man, because in verse 32, Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him. She fell at his feet. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would would not have died when Jesus saw her weeping. He didn't rebuke her. What's where's your faith, Mary? Come on. What's the problem? Why? Come on. What are you sad about? I'm here. I'll fix this. No, he saw her weeping and he was deeply moved. He was deeply moved and troubled. Where have you laid him? He said, come and see, Lord. They replied, verse thirty five. And Jesus wept. See, we got to realize, folks, that. What a beautiful savior that. Loves us. With tears, loves us so much that it moves him emotionally, that we don't have a high priest. What does it say in the message Bible? It says we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality in the King in Hebrews uh, in Hebrews 415. I think it says in the King James Bible, he's touched with our feelings. Our feelings matter to him. He's touched with the feelings of our weaknesses and our infirmities. He, he gets it. He's not mad at you for having a need. He's not mad at you for having a weakness. He's not mad at you for having sickness. You can feel deeply. And still believe God for a miracle. I love what it says about Jesus in Isaiah 42, verse three in the Message Bible. 
He won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt. Wow. I love this passage. He won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt, and he won't disregard the small and the insignificant. This is one of our verses this year for, for our church and our spiritual family. He won't disregard the small. He won't brush you aside. He won't disregard the small and insignificant, but he'll steadily and firmly set things right. He'll steadily and firmly set things right. He won't tire. He won't quit. He won't be stopped Whew. until your breakthrough comes. Oh, I love that. No matter how bad your situation is, no matter how dead it seems, it is never over with God who feels what you feel. In verse 38 of John chapter 11, he's moved again deeply, comes to the tomb. A stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there'll be a stench for he's been there four days. He's been there four days dead. Jesus said to her, verse 40, this is secret number two. Did I not tell you? Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? If you believe you will see the glory of God, the glory of God is the manifestation of God's promise, the arrival of God's promise. The water turning to wine was called Jesus manifesting his glory. The glory of God is not some cosmic cloud. The glory of God is the arrival of your breakthrough. That's what the glory of God is. And what does he say will cause you to see the glory of God? Did I not say to you, if you believe you will see not if you see it, you'll believe it. But if you believe it, you will see the glory of God. Whew. Jesus was showing Martha the second secret to your the breakthrough that you need. She just needed to believe it. Don't wait till you see it. Believe it and believe you received it because God said so. Galatians 3, 5 speaks to this. Where Paul says, does he who supply you with the spirit? and works miracles among you. Does he do it with the works of the law or by hearing with faith? He that works miracles among you. Us, Emmanuel, God with us, he who works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? It's a rhetorical question. He does it by hearing with faith. We hear about his love. We hear about his promise and we believe it. That's how God does miracles. And look, miracles happen in an atmosphere of faith and expectation. Didn't I say if you believed you'd see it? And then in verse 41, the third secret to this breakthrough that you're going to get in your life. So they removed the stone. And verse 41, then Jesus raised his eyes. And he said, Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you. Oh, those three words, those ought to be like. Wow, what a great idea for a tattoo, Father, I thank you, but they ought to be like seared in your soul. Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you. 2020 has been a year where we can look up and say, Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you. Give thanks in everything for this is the will of God. Father, I thank you. Oh, this is the secret to your breakthrough is thanking him 
for what you already have, thanking him for who you already know he is, thanking him that he's already heard you. He said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Wow. The secret to Jesus faith was his gratitude. Notice how Jesus didn't say, Father, help me. Father, give me the power or Father, will you? Father, can you? It was Father, I thank you. Let these words be deposited forever in your soul that the life of breakthrough is a life of thankfulness. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let's end this year with gratitude and let's go into the new one with thankfulness. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. There's a lot of stuff to be concerned about, but this is how we deal with it. And this is how we turn the darkness into light. Gratitude. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I know you always hear me, but I said it so they knew so they would know so they can believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Well, here's the fourth secret to your breakthrough. First, it's be absolutely convinced of his love for you. You're in the pattern. Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Mary. Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus loved you. I'll always love you. I've always loved you and I'll never stop. I haven't stopped loving you and I never will never stop loving you and never will. Number one, number two, believe it and you'll see it. Believe it and you'll see it. Trust, believe. Number three, thank you. It's not just repeating the words. Thank you. Thank you. It's having that attitude. Thank you. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you. You've already heard me. You've already heard me. You've already heard me. And when you build your life upon those three things, not just as a some sort of formula for this moment, although it, it certainly can work in this moment, but as a, a way of living. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. I believe no matter what I see, I believe. And Lord, Father, I thank you, Lord, I thank you. Then. Notice Jesus didn't speak. Father, will you do it? Father, do it. Father, I ask you. He said directly to the thing that he needed to come back to life. Lazarus, come forth. And the man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings and his face was wrapped around and he said, unbind him and let him go. Wow. This declaration. This assurance, this speaking forth. What did God do when darkness was over the earth and the face of the deep? He said light. What did Jesus do when Lazarus needed to be raised from the dead? He said, Lazarus, come forth. All right. So you break your breakthrough is now. Let's declare this. We know he loves us. We believe his promises. We're so thankful. And now let's declare, come forth, prophesy. He said, son of man, can these bones live? I don't know, Lord. Yeah, you do prophesy. Speak to those bones, command life back in them. 
So come on, let's speak to our situation. Say this out loud after me. Say in the name of Jesus. That's it. Just say it in the name of Jesus. I command my breakthrough to come forth. Breakthrough, come forth. Say it. Breakthrough, come forth. Say it. Healing, come forth. Say it. Blessing, come forth. Say it. Provision, come forth. Say it. Wisdom, come forth. Say it. Family's healing, come forth. Declare it. Family's reconciliation, come forth. In the name of Jesus, my family's salvation, come forth. My body's health, come forth. Come on, say it with me. My body's health, come forth. My emotions healed, come forth. My peace and happiness, come forth. The joy of the Lord, come forth. The abundance of all things, come forth. The breakthrough in my moment of need, come forth in Jesus' name. Woo! Whatever you need, whatever you're on the brink of, whatever breakthrough that you need, declare to it, come forth. Don't ask God to bring it forth for you. Thank him that he already heard you. Now you say it. You say to the mountain, be removed. You say to the financial need that you have, finances come forth. You say to the healing that you need in this year, at the end of this year, come forth. Harvest, come forth. Breakthrough, come forth. Joy, come forth. Light, come forth. Peace, come forth. All of it is yours. It's done. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for your words. It's waiting for your utterance. I will decree a thing and it shall be so. Breakthrough, come forth. Increase, come forth. God, turning it around, come forth. My miracle breakthrough, my miracle turnaround, come forth. Say it. My miracle turnaround, come forth. A better ending of the year than beginning of the year, come forth. A better 2021, come forth. Path of the righteous that gets brighter and brighter, come forth because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because he became sin so I could become the righteousness of God. Somebody got to say amen from wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, wherever you're watching, wherever you're decreeing this with me. Get ready for the glory. Get ready for the glory. Get ready for the glory. The manifestation of God's promises, the arrival of God's promises. It's yours in Jesus name. Whew. Amen. Well, we're out of time. But before we go, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, what a way to end 2020 by getting born again or send this link to somebody that you want to encourage them with this. And maybe somebody who's not even saved that, you know, will get a hold of this and go, man, I want to pray that prayer of salvation. Come on, pray this out loud with me. If you never received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, pray it. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins because you love me. And he rose from the dead because he's powerful, all powerful. Now, I believe Jesus is my savior, my Lord. The blood of Jesus, say that out loud. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sin. From this moment forward, I'm a child of God in Jesus name. Amen. Wow. Congratulations. The Bible says when one person gets saved, all the angels in heaven rejoice and we're rejoicing with you. Congratulations. Would you please contact me? There'll be a link on the screen. 
to get my free book called The Power of a New Life, which is the next steps of this journey with God. It goes through the next steps in the Bible. It'll absolutely bless you. It's free. It's my gift to you. Go there and download it from anywhere in the world and keep connected. Stay connected. Stay close. We're family now. And for all of our church family. You're home. We're home. We're together. We're connected in whichever ways God gives us. We are going to stay connected, stay connected. Your best days are your next days. The end of a thing is going to be better than the beginning. And next year it's coming so fast. It's going to make whatever was bad this year. Almost completely forgotten, but just just to remember it so that you'll always be grateful for what God has done. I prophesy that and declare that over you in Jesus name. I love you guys and I'll see you at our next service. God bless.